hey guys, do you have six or seven hundred hours to talk before we start the show? Of course, Nate Whisper Willow. We always have time to talk with the guy who invented playing video games with your friends. <laughs> yeah, Nate Whisper Willow, speaking with you is sweeter than honey nut hash browns. Well said, Brent. Thank you, Catherine. That's nice, but you guys aren't going to believe this. I screwed up last week's intros yet again. I am a fool and a goof. Close your mouth and be completely silent. You are not a fool. You're a genius and you're not a goof. You're an angel who is good at baseball and reading books. Yeah, you well-read dinger popper. When you go yard, it sounds like... And everybody is like... Oh, man! Lean into it! I know, but I need to work on my intro game if I want to become a true five-tool podcaster. So I've rewritten almost all the words from last week's intro, and we should be good from now on. Go ahead and open up your new scripts, and let's start the show. You are listening to the North American Friends Movie Club. A show where we talk about films. Movies. And the cinema. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Kate? Sure thing. I'm Kate, and I'm one of the best ventriloquists on Earth. No way. I don't believe it. Okay, Grumpy. You're going to feel pretty silly after I do my demonstration. Oh, you're going to perform live right now? Yes, I am. Just let me reach into my suitcase and get out my puppet here. Oh, man, she's going to do it. All right, I'm ready. I'd like you both to meet little Kate. Hey, guys, I'm little Kate. This is crazy. How is one person doing that? I don't know. I'm going to need to hear more. The only thing you need to do is be quiet. Oh my goodness, little Kate. She's feeling pretty feisty tonight. Hey, Brent, did you ask Santa for a candy cane? Why would I ask Santa Claus for a candy cane, little Kate? For your sore foot. Mm. Oh man, you are never going to recover from this. I'd like to move on to the next part of the intro now, please. Okay, just let me put little Kate back in the suitcase here. I think this is probably going to be my last episode. Speaking of little wooden dummies, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Brent? Thank you, Catherine. I'm Brent, and I'm a science fiction aficionado. Damn, I love that word. It's the fanciest kind of nado you can get. (laughs) That's really interesting, Brent. I always took you for like a Tintin kind of guy. What types of science fiction do you enjoy? All of them, Kate. All of them. Ask me about an author, and I'll tell you how I feel about them. Frank Herbert. Please. My first email was spicemelange at doomgoon.com. Ray Bradbury. Brad the Lad? You know I'm a big Brad bro. Probably the biggest Brad bro you know. Ursula K. Le Guin. You talking about my girl Gwynny? Gwyn for the win? The K stand for King Le Guin? Yeah, you could say I'm a bit of a Gwyn guy. This is a fun bit. Maybe the best one we've ever done, but it's kind of running out of steam. Do you want to do one more before we move on? Yes, please. Okay, Arthur C. Clarke. More like Brent C. All of his fantastic novels sitting here on my bookshelf. Okay, and I'm Nate. Let's start the show. This is what it sounds like when we're doing a podcast. We're currently doing one. This is the North American Friends Movie Club, and our priorities are right in the name of our show, because before Movie Club comes Friends. So I have to ask both of you uh, as a group and then individually, how are we doing, friends? How are we doing? Best that we can. Best that we can. Well, you, let's start with you, Brent, and let's uh, bring back one of our most popular segments of all time, What Hurts. We're going to do a What Hurts segment. Brent, what hurts? My foot. Yeah. It's not getting better. No, no I sent I sent uh, some visual evidence of what I deal with with my foot and um, to you guys, to all the people that I, I interact with daily, I sent a picture of my foot just to let them know that if I, if I do seem down some days or I'm not like, I don't reply right away. This is what I'm kind of dealing with. Um, it's That's some sore. real shit, Brent. Thank you for sharing that. That's some real yeah, shit. You're welcome. And 
well, I just want to read off one of the responses I got from a friend from the picture. Um, they reposted the picture and put a caption that says, this looks like when a mammal drowns and washes up on shore, hairless and bloated. And everyone thinks it's an alien. That's fucked up. No, it's it's good. It's because it's it's funny. Like that's undeniably a good joke. It's what it looks like. I would have gone with maybe like it looks like your foot ate that gum that Veruca Salt eats that turns her into a mm-hmm. blueberry, but just the yeah. just the foot, just the foot. I think it looks like a dead person's foot. It does, right? <laughs> that's what it looks like. It's a dead person's foot, and it freaks me out. Uh, some some other person uh, friend said that looks like someone's choking my ankle. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, that, that was, was good. Yeah, that was good. Um, Melissa, I sent the picture to her, and her response as a intensive care nurse manager was, "Oh my god." <laughs> uh, so that's good. So that's how I'm gonna deal with my foot. Um, other things that I want to deal with. Um, I have a couple things. It's October. October is the best month of the calendar year. Um, fuck you, summer people. Uh, same with the winter people. Shots fired. Well, I'm sick of it. It sucks. <laughs> summer sucks when you think about it. It's horrible. It's not a good time. Everyone fakes it like it's a good time. <laughs> Fall is where it's at. All the major sports are going on. You're not dying. I'm sitting here with a pair of pants on, my axe chopping wood wool socks with the grips on the bottom. I have a t-shirt on and a house coat. Ooh. Living life. Put FDR blanket over my knees. <laughs> I am the epitome of comfort right now. This is where it's at. Who can? Who among us can argue? That is where it's at. Who doesn't? Who among us doesn't like to be cozy? And it's the only time you can get cozy. The winter is not cozy because the winter you're always wet. You always got wet feet. What's Something's up? With, always... What are you? Oh no, man! What are you doing? Slushy snow. Slushy snow all the time. You guys have so much more snow up there. Mm-hmm. that's something we're coming guys this is our first new season together we've never done we haven't done winter together since uh the early 2010s no. bullshit speak for yourself there was still snow down here in march <laughs> we started in march it was like god damn alaska up in here in march you guys have a very short summer yeah we really a couple do. weeks couple couple good weeks and they're hell it's so hot now yeah. i'm comfortable i also wanted to bring up um for people that listen to this, Kate and Nate act sometimes, even though we're all within five years of the same age, they act like I'm the super old man mm-hmm. and I'm an alien from a different country. I made your cartoon have a super white hair and a super white beard, even though we're like four years apart. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> Nate looks like a young, virile man. Yeah. Kate looks kind of homely in hers. <laughs> I look like... I'm old as fuck. And that's fine with me because I, for the people that listen, I, here's another thing. For the people that listen to the show, the cartoons that Nate made, I don't look like that. I do have some <laughs> color in my hair. I think people okay, good. know that. I also want to say, oh, but my original point was that I brought up the tech, uh, Kate said she listened to country music, or singing a lot of country music in her head. And then we were just like talking about country songs and I brought up the tech, Kentucky Headhunters, and they, I may as well spoke Greek to them because mm-hmm. they thought, oh, I've never heard Nate's last thing before we start recording was, I've never heard of this band. So people that are listening to the show, they're going to go, oh, a Dumas Walker walks softly on this heart of mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, lonesome me. Yeah, pe- people are going to say that. Here's some, yeah, here's some homework for you two. You're going to listen to those three songs, and we're going to report back next week on the next episode. Kentucky Head Under Watch 2023. Well, text them to me. Otherwise, I won't remember. No, you'll remember because I have, you saw my foot. I have nothing going on. <laughs> this is the biggest thing in my order no, right now. Fine. Then will you have to send, text the, um, either the YouTube link or the no. name of the song so I can put it in Spotify. Spotify links going with you guys. You'll have three Spotify links to listen to. You'll take every excuse off the table for us. This is the biggest thing I have in my orbit right now is Tucky Head Under Watch 2023. Well, I hope we don't let you down, Brent. And I'm sure Nate and I will love the songs. Well, we'll see. <laughs> last week, and the last thing I want to say before I pass it off is the cold opening that we do at the start of these episodes. Um, Nate writes them. And he sends them to the to us when we start recording. Kate and I have no time to prepare or read ahead, and we just read it, and they're the funniest things about the show. I like to think of it as we choose not to. Well, yeah, we could totally, like, yeah, no one could believe <laughs> us, but we don't, and they're very funny, and I just want to say thank you to Nate. 
they are hilarious and my favorite thing of the podcast. Kate's we discussed earlier that Kate's the star. She's a champion actress uh, who always knows how to embody her role right off the page. I'm I have fun with it. Yeah. So if there's any big time Hollywood producers listening, any big time Hollywood oh. producers <laughs> listening, we got a star on our hands here. Okay. Sure. Sure. It may take her five times to read one paragraph, <laughs> but she'll get there. If there are S's in it. It will be challenging. <laughs> she, turned into, she turns into a little bit of snake sometimes. So that's all right. Uh, how, uh, speaking of snakes, how you doing, Kate? <laughs> he just calls you. He got your ass. Ten minutes into the recording, he calls Damn you a it. snake. Ooh. A low-down, dirty, ground belly snake crawler. <laughs> that one stung. Um, I am. I had a great weekend. Uh, Nick and I did not have our children, and we did all sorts of activities we we both ate korean food together for the first time that was freaking awesome it's so fucking good and then we went on a hike in a state park and then we had some drinks and played trivia with each other overlooking a beautiful vista and then we ate at this delicious old italian restaurant this was it's not been like a healthy food weekend We'll say that, but it's been a delicious. And you went on a hike, so you you get to eat whatever you want if you go on a hike. That's the rules. Thank you. Um, you had to get your shoulder taped up to go on the hike. How did that hold? Up? I was going to bring this up. Yeah, I did have to tape my shoulder up, uh, and that worked really well. I did it myself first, like the day before, um, and it helped. It wasn't not helping, I would say that. And then uh, I had Nick re watch the video and then he did it and he was my physical therapist mm -hmm. that's the beginning of a lot of yeah no we understand <laughs> okay we immediately understood what happened he was your little florence nightingale and you said come here little nurse i have another task for you we are in our 40s and have been together seven years we're yeah. <laughs> now what are you getting at <laughs> That's no, Juliet's gonna listen to this episode when she gets older someday. Oh, she wants to hear about her mom. What are you what are you getting at by the physical therapist? He was your little physical therapist, I think your words were. I was trying to It's even better as you're about to describe this. You hear the ice clinking in the in your drink. Uh other than that, I'm doing I'm doing great. I'm doing good. Can I comment on the shoulder tape? Absolutely, Brent. Uh, Kate messaged me and Nate in the group and asked about the shoulder tape. I explained uh, what to get and what website to go. And she posted a picture of the end result. Kate was taped up like she was going <laughs> as a mummy to a Halloween party. That, but it was all strategic. That was shoulder strategic. was not going anywhere. It that was better. locked down. And I looked at the, the pattern. The, the pattern was great. And then there was eight pieces going across the top that just weren't supposed to be there. But I'm glad that's not true. that stayed in and you looked like you had a great time. I'm glad you got to have a fancy Italian meal, fancy Korean. It would have been <laughs> funny if Travi Will was at the Korean restaurant. Eh? Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Did you know they give you so much food? You order, they have small plates and then you order shared dishes. So I we got the, um, the beef one that had, it was a beef dish and it was spectacular. And I had never had a cut of beef that way. And I love the flavors of Korean food are delicious. And I'm like older now and I kind of like kimchi now, which I used to not when I was younger. So it's fucking good. Speaking of beef dishes, someone asked me how I'm doing. Oh my God. Our favorite <laughs> beef dish. Our own little hot pot. Tell us all about you. Well, as Brent was speaking earlier about slushy socks and Kate was speaking earlier about short Canadian summers, the snow has fallen in Edmonton, Alberta. Winter oh has begun. God. I would have oh. thrown up. I would throw up at this point. <sighs> the, you can't imagine my disappointment. It's October 23rd. When did it first snow, Nate? This morning I woke up and there was snow on the ground. <sighs> and uh, you can't. You can't imagine my disappointment when I opened the door. If anybody had been looking at me, they would have thought I was one of the world's greatest mimes because they'd have been like, oh, he's upset. He's yeah. not happy about that at all. And I can tell just from his body language. 
Uh, so that's it's about to get real it's about to get real here for a good four months and uh, I'm glad I have the podcast to work on so I can stay hidden in the garage and never go outside again just hole up like a little adorable bear Yep, like a little adorable wolf cub a little wolf cub I got my FDR blanket on just like Brent today we're uh, we're doing this thing we're fucking official I uh, I have real falls, so I feel bad for you guys, and I will mourn, mourn you, but you can live vicariously through me. We are the triad, and so we control all the weathers, and so if I get a little bit more fall, then you guys get a little bit more fall mm-hmm. through our hearts and our friendship. Sure. Uh, okay. Oh, I'm st- <laughs> it's still fine. It's literally still fine here. There's no snow. It's still like apple picking season here. It's fine. We're good for now. <laughs> Look at him bragging. For the next eight days, I will be in the best mood that I get in for the next eight days. November first, you're gonna see. You're gonna notice it on the podcast. Things are gonna get dark. Oh, I hate it. I'm sorry, guys. I don't mind winter that much. I don't mind the well because it's not. But it's not like yours, so. And the truth is, Brent, it already is November because this is the first episode of November for the podcast. And you know what's good on a cold uh, day? A sweet transition like that. A sweet a mo- transition <laughs> to sit down and read a, a novel while you're wrapped up in a, in a blanket Woo! on the couch. Uh, this month's theme is November is for novels. It was my choice. Awesome. Awesome theme. I picked the first movie as well. I picked the film Jurassic Park. Uh, (laughs) You guys, you're going to get us copyright strike if you keep playing those actual recordings from the movie Jurassic Park. (laughs) You apologize. I'm excited to talk about this movie with you too, but I'm more excited to have Kate explain to me what happened in this film. Oh my god, okay. So we have two paleontologists, the people that dig into the dirt, and that's Lord Dern. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Dern and what's his name? Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Uh, they are contacted by a wealthy man, Dr. Hammond, who has, he's a great scientist in like an Elon Musk times 10 type old man that looks like Santa Claus and he has opened a uh, a he has created a new habitat and bred uh, dinosaurs and he wants to turn it into like the greatest Disneyland of all time and he brings these archaeologists there so that he can bring gravitas to his whole thing so that they can sign off on it and it can be like this important thing and then uh, Jeff Goldblum is there because he, I don't know why Jeff Goldblum's there. Someone remind me. Because the lawyers, he had the lawyers brought him because the lawyers want to find out if it's going to be a bad, bad theme park. Okay, perfect. And then there's a lawyer. And then there's two children that are Dr. Hammond's grandchildren. So they're all there. This is the first time they're taking people on a tour. And it goes very south because of a number of issues and one of them is Newman, who is trying to steal the embryos so that he can sell it to a competitor. And then the end of the movie is that the dinosaurs took over the park and everyone got away. Good job, Kate. Mostly. That's the plot of Jurassic Park. That's exactly right. <laughs> Uh, also really liked that you called him Newman because of course mm-hmm. that's how we all will always know he's he did it he's Newman and he always Thank will you. Be, you know uh, well why don't we talk about our favorite parts let's do it Kate you've seen this movie before I assume Oh, hell yeah. And But Brent, you said you read the book, but you never saw the movie. That's correct? I've read the book. I've never watched the movie except for the one time I watched it for the show. Amazing. So, yeah, I'm excited to hear what you have to say about this movie. Yeah, tell us. Oh, yeah. I was waiting for the music. To, <laughs> I was waiting for the music to transition to us, but that doesn't happen when we record. Um, 
fuck that kid that tries to own him when he's when he's talking about the oh my god the lost yeah. raptors for who let the who let that little bastard on the dig site? It's a dig site. Get him out of there. He did took the Velociraptor claw out. That's the right move. Threaten him with it. More like a six foot turkey. <laughs> turkey, huh? Oh no. Okay. There Try to go. imagine yourself in the Cretaceous period. You get your first look at this six foot turkey as you enter a clearing. He moves like a bird, lightly bobbing his head. And you keep still because you think that maybe his visual acuity is based on movement like T-Rex. And he'll lose you if you don't move. But no, not Velociraptor. You stare at him, and he just stares right back. And that's when the attack comes. Not from the front, but from the side. And the other two raptors, you didn't even know were there. Because Velociraptor's a pack hunter, you see. He uses coordinated attack patterns... And he is out in force today. And he slashes at you with this. Six-inch retractable claw, like a razor, on the middle toe. He doesn't bother to bite your jugular like a lion, see? No, no. He slashes at you here. Here. Or maybe across the belly, spilling your intestines. Point is, you are alive. They start to eat you. I watched this movie with my roommates who have a three-year-old child. And during that scene, they said, he's being kind of mean to that kid. I said, no, he's not. I said, this is exactly what you need to do. And if your son ever said anything this stupid to me, I'd pull the claw out on him too. Pictures like talking about your passion and and everyone's, your your colleagues are like lapping up every word. Oh, that's sexual. I didn't, sorry. Um, (laughs) No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, that's or just taking in all oh, that's sexual too. Um, all your colleagues are listening to you Come intently, on. but uh, I know. Get it uh, but all, I'm trying. Um, your your life's work. They're just you're describing it perfectly, beautifully, and then some fucking. You are meeting someone. Like show some respect. Yeah, that's the problem with that's the problem. Kids these days. That's the problem with kids these days. Um, I got money can change lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't. that's true. That works on multiple levels. They went from just like worrying about their dig. And then all of a sudden this old guy comes in wearing all white and changes their lives. Like Santa Claus is like, all right, you fund your little adventure for the next three years. So money does change lives. I wrote, I have a note here that says Elon Musk does dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. That's what it okay. was. This man. No, no. Okay. It's an Elon Musk type person. So someone that has this. Here's, here's, I agree with you, Kate. And I would say like he embodies everything that's shitty about Elon is also shitty about John Hammond. And you, you called him Dr. John Hammond. He's no doctor. This guy is just, Oh, he's not. He's just running. He's running amusement parks. He's basically like a rickety old carny. Who John Hammond. Yeah. Yeah. I dated a guy once that really, uh, really liked water parks. And that was a real big turnoff. And that's kind of the same thing. Like, I re- I love water parks. <laughs> well, what don't you like about water parks? I don't, I didn't like that he was so into water parks. <laughs> you would go to one, but you don't want to be hanging around with someone who's, ex- who's talking about them all the time. And he's going at least once or twice a week. What? Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. What? yeah. That I was about to defend this guy with all my heart and soul, and now you said that once or twice a week. That's insane. You can't defend a man like that, Brent. No, he's permanently wrinkled all the time. He's got the prune fingers all the time. I don't remember his name. This you do. I really don't. I really don't. We won't dig into it. I didn't date him long. Fuck, who had? He didn't have time for you. <laughs> that is actually very true. That is true. You should have just like he would like give you a nickname, like a water slide nickname, call you the behemoth or something like that. <laughs> call you cannonball run. <laughs> Kamikaze Kate. What? <laughs> uh, what do you guys think about the helicopter use in this film? It's pretty amazing. I wrote uh, my next note after Money Can Change Lives is helicopters shouldn't work. Mm, I agree, actually. Like what's keep what's what's going on? What's keeping them going? I disagree, but uh, 
What do you mean? Oh, so you okay? Explain it to us in scientific terms. Uh, we got a Bernoulli fan on our hands here. Oh, <laughs> we didn't. I didn't know. Chapa, let's go. Let's hear it. If you guys will bear with me, I'll try to Google the how no, you should... work. <laughs> because the reality is, it's a it's a plane. It has to do with planes and physics. Mm, yeah, <laughs> let's say molecules and move on. It's swirling in. In pressures. Mm-hmm. And- there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say blades next. Well, that's what I meant by planes. Say drag and lift. Drag and lift. There you go. Anyway. Da chapa. So that's you're answering your own question. That's how. Okay. <laughs> well, they still they look like they shouldn't work to me, and I don't believe in them. Uh, Nick uh, read this book in the sixth grade. And for his 11th birthday, he and took his friends and they went and saw this for his 11th birthday. Isn't that an amazing memory? I think this movie, if you saw it when you were 11, it would be one of the most notable moments of your entire life. He said it's one of his favorite birthdays he's ever had. Yeah. See, I remember a situation around this movie, which was my mom thought it was too young to see this movie. She's like, you ain't seeing it. <laughs> you ain't seeing it, boy. Then my dad, one night, he's like, okay, we're going to the movies. We're going to go see some dumb bullshit. Mom's like, bye. He's like, guess what? We're going to see Jurassic Park. No fucking way. And then we get there and it was sold out. It was the first time in the history of ever knowing a movie being sold out. And you cannot imagine how upset I was. I didn't get to see that movie for like five years after that. Oh, my God. That is a tragic story. You guys were doing a bucket in the parking lot. You guys missed out on the tickets. If I had seen uh, Jurassic Park when I was six, I never would have done buckets because I would have been too busy in paleontology school. That's true. Yeah, you would have been brushing off bones. That is why you should let your children go to the movies and participate in what their interests with them. Mm-hmm. I have a note where they were feeding the Velociraptors and the the... The old guy that owned the park kept on trying to get them in to go eat. I'm like, mm-hmm. could you imagine seeing a cow on a crane? And then some guy's like, come on, let's go have some fish. No, there's a cow on a crane. I'm not going anywhere until this ends. Also, they just fucking wrecked that crane. The crane budgeted. This place must be insane. That is exactly what I said to Nick. I said, how, how many? They have to figure out a different way to do this because they're going through too many cranes. They have like 14 Hoyer lifts a week. And they have to bring each crane by boat. That's an island. They're not making cranes on that island. This is crazy. Wasteful. Wasteful. Any animal that can damage, chip, or bend metal shouldn't be around people. That should be the rule about everything moving forward. Agree. Notice that the entire uh, dinosaur park that contains man-eating beasts, the entire dinosaur park was run by three computers. Beep, boop, beep, boop. I have more computers in my house than the dinosaur park had. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, for having so few computers, why did it have so many of switches? Oh, s- switches and knobs. That's Nate's specialty. Also, why are you giving birth to babies, baby dinosaurs, in the middle of a control room? The goo. You're worried about the goo getting into the switches and levers and stuff. I just don't think it makes sense. I didn't like it. I don't think that Hammond should have been around the baby dinosaurs. He was creepy with it. He wants to imprint on every single one of the dinosaurs. And that makes me feel like he's into some kind of stuff. I think he's trying to fuck a dinosaur. Yeah, I'll say it for you. (laughs) Someone has to take the, we talked about this last episode. Someone has to take the bullets on this show. And this is what me, you tiptoe around. Let's get to the point. The next thing you know, it's not going to be the cow in the crane. It's going to be Hammond naked in the crane, getting lowered down into the pit. And it's going to be the exact same thing. Lots of bushes rattling around. Same thing. He's fucking them dinosaurs. That's the problem. Oh, my gosh. That is illegal. No, maybe it's not. Is it legal? Maybe that's the crux of the movie. It's possibly not illegal because they aren't like listed in the list of animals on the earth right now. Like, it will be soon once the world finds out what he's doing. But until then, yeah. yeah. If, if you meet an old man who just wears white and has a cane with a big fucking prehistoric fly caught in it as the top of the cane, mm-hmm. he's up to some weird shit. That's what yeah, rich people right do. Yeah, you're right to be suspicious, for sure. Weird rich people sex parties. And that's what his thing is, is fucking dinosaurs. 
Oh my god. The part where the T-Rex was attacking the car with the kids in it? Yeah. Nate would have opened the moon roof. <laughs> Come on in. End it now. Just chop me in half. <laughs> I would be I would be trying to create the diversions and plans and all I hear was He's Nate hitting the button. He's doing the disco with the two flashlights. <laughs> Stand yeah, up. just exactly. <laughs> Lighting a flare, but instead of throwing it, I just hold it. Spelling out the word delicious with the light bulb, yeah, with the flashlight. I, I yeah. Point the flare at my stomach, like, come and get it. What a terrifying, but pretty immediate death to be sm- to be chewed in half by a giant carnivorous dinosaur. Here's what my, here's what my problem with that scene is. They fought for their life. I almost died multiple times in that situation with the car. And the Tyrannosaurus Rex eat them. Trauma the rest of their life, Kate. You know about trauma. That's going to cause trauma the rest of their life, right? Absolutely. So what happens in the what happens in the next scene? They're all up in a tree hiding from this fucking dangerous man eating dinosaur, and then he brings out a little flute and starts calling in like he's fucking bringing in an elk mm-hmm. to get this other dinosaur over. Mm-hmm. Like, leave them he's alone. Getting, they're- he's getting back on the horse. He's no <laughs> exposure therapy. Exposure, like exactly. Yeah. This is what the problem with dinosaur people are. Dinosaur kids grow up to be dinosaur men, and they put everyone in danger. Mm, oh, I feel well. personally called out, and also I can't disagree with what you're saying. Dinos- that's our next T-shirt. <laughs> dinosaur kids grow up to be dinosaur men. We're all in danger, and now we're all in danger. I bet you Trump was into dinosaurs. But this is a slander. This is slander. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. That man was in charge of those kids' lives, and he's literally doing a magic like elk call to bring another dinosaur in. Mm-hmm. He was feeding them. He pulled off a branch and fed some of those dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh, ha- this is all hearsay, and what we think happened with dinosaurs, we think that these things only like plants. We don't know. We have yeah, no way to prove that. Point. Yeah, they might have ate birds and stuff by accident. Science. And then that little fucking saucy kid that Kate talked about that looks like the dinosaur has a cold. How the hell would you know? <laughs> we literally know nothing about these magical beasts. And you're saying you're diagnosing the thing with a cold. <laughs> oh, I got mad about that. He should have started with uh, is, uh, it's possession. Possessed by the dinosaurs. You should have said, yeah, like that dinosaurs possessed. This dinosaurs possessed by Pazuzu. <laughs> and that would have made sense with all the eating. He got he got tossed off that fence too when he grabbed it. Kind of oh, chuckled at that part. Uh, I know this is going backwards, but that shit pile was too high for the butthole of the dinosaur to make mm, the shit be that Kate, tall. Kate brought out the ruler and did some math. That's what I have not liked about this. That shit was too high. Those eggs would not have been born in that control room. Mm-hmm. Again, we're all this is all hearsay because no one was alive during. We don't know what the shit happens. Wombat shit and cubes. Like when dinosaurs poop, they might poop so high that it makes a little mountain that they ride up yeah. as they poop, mm-hmm. and then they have to climb down the poop mountain. As That's they walk how they the evolved to eating. The tall trees. Mm. <laughs> By the time they were done shitting, the only meal was the tall tree. Fuck, I love science, guys. We're doing science together. That's it the thing sense. about dinosaurs. We can say whatever we want, and no one can say you're wrong because we can't prove it. So you were talking about little Timmy, that, yeah. and when he flew off the fence, and he, yeah, did you guys see him fly off the fence? That's like, what I laughed at. It looked like he was floating through the air. The problem is we have this movie. I like this movie, by the way. Um, I do. This, <laughs> this movie has these beautiful animatronics, the CGI dinosaurs, just state of the art at the time. And then when it, they have the most fucking ridiculous kid flying off a fence effect ever. No, it's it's perfect, actually. I he's not getting that. up from that. He's dying from that. Timmy should be it's dead. It's like he's been flown through the air. Like, that is not what it would look like in real life. And also, I really hope it is exactly what happens in real I life. I do, too. Mm-hmm. I do, too. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be funny if birds did that when they landed on telephone lines? <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> just, just arms, wings out straight in front of them. Just Hilarious. <laughs> that would bring a smile to anyone's face. He looked like a cartoon. Like, that's how a cartoon gets, like, knocked off of things, where their legs and their arms stay near the thing, but yes. their body travels away. It was amazing. And that's how you know the kid was uh, annoying in real life, because they know that that shot. Now, kids grow up to be adults, Kate. It's okay. Um, 
the kid's annoying because the the shot was obviously stupid and like non-realistic but we're like we can't i don't want to spend any more time with that kid let's mm-hmm. just put let's just roll with what we got because they had they took the time for everything else but not that yeah they spent years i imagine making a sick dinosaur dying in a field but they couldn't stand to be around this kid any longer i don't like that well <laughs> Like I said, bullets have to be taken. Yeah, someone's got to do it. It was nice to get some representation, though, in this film. Did you guys notice that at some point, every character in this film limped? Yeah, there's a lot of limp. There's a lot of footwork acting going on in this. Yeah, a lot of limp acting going on in this movie. I loved it. Every five seconds, someone knew was limping. I'm like, there, good. How would you say their limps were, Brent? Could you read them? Who's the best? Who's the worst? Well, Jeff Goldblum did it right. He just slayed down. He just sat down for a while. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. Dernsey had the best limp out yeah, of all. I would say I would say her limp work was really good. Yeah, like the kids She's was awesome. sucked. I like the kid actors. No, the girl was good. She did a lot I liked of like both of them. Yeah, no, I liked the kid the was annoying because that's he was fun. He knew all yeah. the dino facts. He was no, he, he thinks he knew the dino facts. He was roasting Sam Neil. And he's like, oh, this guy wrote a book. It's a lot bigger than your book. Like, yeah, he's oh, getting yeah. got his ass. But man. he was dressed like <laughs> Sam Neill. Picture having a kid dressed like you. Picture working at the liquor store and a kid's dressed like mm-hmm. you. It's annoying. He, he put on a handkerchief neck thing after he saw that Sam Neill was wearing a handkerchief. Don't like it. I That'd be him. weird if someone showed up to the liquor store and they were wearing a name tag Nate. Then they just started shirt. repeating everything Nate said. That's the beginning of a horror film. That's weird. No, I don't get wouldn't get roped into these horror film things. That's the mistake is you if you engage with that, I just walk out of there. I'm just no, not doing this today. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm going home. You. But you want you want this stuff to happen though. You like you're like, what's the point of no, fighting no, it? You always no, say. it's important. It's important. I'm not seeking it. I'm not I'm not on purpose doing stuff. I'm just if I get myself in a situation, the will to live is low. Okay, that, well, that, that makes sense. Um, my biggest laugh out loud moment of the movie, and I was like, what the hell are we doing here? Is when they go up into the ceiling and to escape the raptors, mm-hmm. and yeah. he uses a ladder to climb up. Then he kicks the ladder out so the dinosaur wouldn't climb up on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? You think a dinosaur's going to climb a ladder? There's a reason they're extinct. They, they, they can open doors. doors. <laughs> There's a reason now that we think they can open doors. There's a reason these we things are all. Did. We saw it that, That's a movie that dinosaur kids that grew up to be dinosaur men wrote. Oh my god! This is the problem. Okay, no, I I agree, but I like this movie, so I don't know. I like I the really... movie too, but it's like I said, we all this is what we think what would happen. The book is more about like the genetic stuff, and that's which I liked. Makes, that's what makes it so interesting. When it comes out, the twist, which is that they are procreating because they are all not women. Mm-hmm. They also have dudes in there. You can tell this Jurassic Park is uh, based on a book as opposed to the other ones. I think he he might have wrote a sequel, the second one. But basically all the sequels are way worse than this movie because they spend actually a lot of time in this movie being like, what does it mean to make dinosaurs? Like, have you lost your fucking mind? Like they're sitting around the dinner table and everyone's arguing and then they're in the cars and they're arguing about it. And then that thread of this idea just kind of gets lost as these sequels go on and on. But that is, Oh, I went and I saw the one with Chris Pratt at the drive-in. Horrible. It was too many dinosaurs. You couldn't sneeze with you couldn't turn around in a room with open knocking into a dinosaur. It was and they're not many. even talking about the fact that dinosaurs are on Earth anymore. They're just like, you don't understand. These dinosaurs are got us surrounded. We gotta get the C4 explosives to blow up the dinosaurs. It's like, no, let's so slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. There's dinosaurs in the world. Let's talk about that for a second. Where did they come off the island in those? I've never seen any of the mm-hmm. sequels. They do escape the island, yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um and my last oh what no i was just remembering the opening of the book it's like an egg opening up on a on a beach i don't know i just had an intrusive thought of the opening of the book jurassic mm, park because it's telling you that they uh they did uh breeding outside of the lab mm-hmm. Very um 
my last note was when Sam Neill finally got got on the phone with Hammond when the phones got up and working again. Um, Hammond asked about the kids, and he said the kids are fine. No, they're not. <laughs> One of them got shocked by ten thousand volts of electricity. One kid flew halfway across the park when he got electrocuted. <laughs> they both got snotted on by a dinosaur with a cold. The car they were in got destroyed by a Tyrannosaurus Rex, the biggest beast ever known to man. They're not fine. They're not going to be okay. A Jello meal was ruined. Oh, the poor girl. I hated that. I feel so bad for That was good Jello acting, though. No, Such that Jello. Jello might get my bronze medal. That thing was <laughs> wiggling. Do you, do you guys like to do a quiz that I wrote called the Jurassic Park quiz? Yay! Uh, classic Brant rules at seven questions. It's a seven mm. question Jurassic Park quiz. At the beginning of the movie, the lawyer visits Mano de Dios Amber Mine. What country is that Amber Mine located in? Venezuela, Cuba, Puerto Rico, or the Dominican Republic? Uh, Dominican Republic. That mine is in Puerto Rico. Kate is on the board. I would have literally put my good foot on that. <laughs> I was so confident. I even threw the accent like I was from Puerto Rico in there. I know. You sounded so confident. <sighs> this is not Brent's month. Uh, when we first meet Ellie and Alan, they are in the Montana Badlands at a dig site. What is the name of the area they are near? Snake Lake, Snake Falls, <laughs> Snake Water, or Snake River? Just wait one second. Jeremy's walking Jeremy. in. Don't scream, Kate. Jeremy! Don't scream. <laughs> Hi, Kate. You get over there. You get over there. We can't even He's gone. He's gone. Um, I'm going to go. That's such a good bit. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, is it my turn? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. D. D. I'm going with D. Snake River. I'm going with a Snake River, baby. This is annihilated. Wow. Whoa! No! The correct answer is Snake Water. Snake oh, Water. Oh, damn it! Montana. Oh, my eye. I, that was two for two, for sure. I was thought for sure that it was Snake River. Uh... John Hammond arrives in a helicopter, he blows dust everywhere, and then they run into the trailer to see who blew the dust everywhere. And uh, there's a tabloid article hanging on the fridge. Mm -hmm. What is the headline of that article? Good question. Very good. Space aliens stole my face. Space aliens stole my dad. Space aliens stole my husband. Or space aliens stole my boyfriend. Space aliens stole my dad. I'm also going to say space aliens stole my dad. This is annihilated. Whoa! No! What the space alien stole was, in fact, a face. The space alien stole my face. I had no idea. Question number four. How many rings is Jeff Goldblum wearing? <laughs> two, uh, three, one, or four? Two. I'm going to say three. This is annihilated. Wow. Whoa! No! I knew I was going to get you guys because it feels like he's wearing a lot of rings, doesn't it? Is but he's he only got one. He's only got one ring. That's. Such a good question. Yeah, he he one. feels like a four or five yeah, kind of guy. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Sure. Four wasn't crazy. <laughs> like two on no the same way. finger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of numbers of things, how many embryos is Newman supposed to steal? 12, 15, 13, or 10? Oh, you did what I do. Discombobulated it. Yeah, scrambler. Yeah. The scrambler. I'm going to say 12. 12. This is annihilated. Whoa! Oh, no! 
The answer is 15 embryos. No way. I was going to try to help you, Brent, because I don't know. So don't guess because thinking I'd know. I thought seven. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How many was it? 15? It was 15 embryos, and he was going to get $1.5 million. I thought it was seven. The dinosaurs have been engineered to require a specific amino acid. What is the name of the protocol for the containing the dinosaurs on the island? Does this Mr. DNA say this stuff? This is no. This is yep. said by no, uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson when they're oh, like, "What later. are we going to do?" And they're like, "We it's, could enact the, the blank, blank." Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. Is it the serene contingency? The lysine contingency? The leucine contingency or the glycine contingency? Leucine. Is that different than lysine? Because that's what I'm going to say. Well, Kate, you should be glad that you said that because that's correct. It's the lysine contingency. So I got that correct? Mm hmm. Okay. What plant are they looking for in the Triceratops poop? West Indian lilac? Himalayan That's lilac, it. Hungarian lilac, or Persian That's lilac. It. That's it. <laughs> it's, Hungarian, uh, Persian. What was the other two? Himalayan West or West Indian. I know. Okay. What do you would do it? It's your your go, Kate. Damn it, West Indian. West Indian's the right answer. You're both correct. West Indian lilac. Was <laughs> yeah. no, don't do dinosaur noises. <laughs> it worked, guys. Excellent work, everybody. That was a good quiz. It was. I sucked so bad at it. It's okay, Britt. We had fun, though, didn't we? Yep. We did, buddy. Well, why don't we give this movie some medals, then? You're damn right. Hell yeah. I want to give my Bronze Thespian award out. Well, you know what, who I'm giving it to? I would like to know. B. D. Wong. Wong, yep. Love to see him anywhere. Love yep. him from Law & Order. Thank you so much for being in Jurassic Park, B.D. Wong. You deserve everything. Uh, yeah, and he's he shows up in like the newest one, where he's he like he's got gray hair, and it's like, wow, we've all come a long way since the original yeah. Jurassic Park. I remember when these dinosaurs came out of their eggs right next to us at our computer keyboards. Mm -hmm. <laughs> next to the switches and cogs. Samuel L. Jackson blew smoke on them to decontaminate them. <laughs> Who do you give your bronze to, Brent? Oh, my bronze medal goes to Sam Neill. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hated the outfit. The outfit had to be changed. Um, I did enjoy just his his sarcasm. And he was passionate about the dinosaurs, taking off the sunglasses when he first sees one. Very goofy, but admirable. Um, big fan. Sam Neill, bronze medal. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more because I did the exact same thing, Brent. I give him my bronze medal. He's, uh, he plays the father in this movie. Uh, Steven Spielberg. Not a good one. No, no. Steven Spielberg likes to make movies about father figures and father stuff. And uh, he, this is the man who plays the father in this movie. And uh, he's a good dad. He's climbing trees to save kids. Mm. He's uh, pretending to get electrocuted. Uh, he's mm -hmm. looking handsome. And he's rocking a neckerchief. Sam Neill, bronze medal. Silver. I'm going to give it to one of our finest actors and film directors, Richard Attenborough, who plays Dr. Not Dr. Hammond. Uh, he has, like, you believe him. You believe this man has a billions of dollars and that he is kind of a hapless, mm -hmm. like he didn't do it he's on not purpose. Evil. He's, he's, he's not dumb, evil. But he's he's not, a dumb dumb. Yeah. And he wanted to what? I what? I don't know. I don't know. What did he want to do? Tell, he wanted to make dinosaurs. By and, oh, to kiss them. Okay. Is that what you're saying? Say it. Yeah. Yeah. Say it. Okay. <laughs> no, I, you can't make just say it. Say it. No, I'm making I'm you not, say it. I'm, I'm just not going to say it either. No, I'm not for gonna. the for the people for the <laughs> listeners. Say it. He loved dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Love. In them. what way? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you give your anyway, silver medal to, Brent? Jeff Goldblum. 
Oh, oh man, black chaos theory, Ooh. multiple just two rings. When we thought he had more, that's a, that's called swagger, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a gem. Oh yeah, he's he was excellent. I'm not a big Jeff Goldblum fan, but <gasps> the man knew when to sit down when he was hurt. I should have done that years ago when I hurt myself. <laughs> he had the easiest job in the whole movie. Loved it. Jeff Goldblum made me laugh. I gave uh, my silver to Laura Dern, who's. Uh incredible uh we love to see her in anything but uh in this one she's doing that limp acting she's looking over she's doing lots of glances when the kids are uh Mm -hmm. around sam neil she's doing a lot of glances and i know what those glances mean she's saying maybe this guy's husband material and if you got an actress who can do baby Mm -hmm. just doing that with her uh with her eyeballs her as her azure pools yeah Mm. Azure pools. Silver medal mm. for Laura Dernsey. Remember when a woman said that about you, Nate? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll never that forget it. Crazy lady. <laughs> no. Uh... No, of course not. Ask her if she likes to go to water parks. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, she describes the, the landing zone as Azure pools. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm a chump. Uh, gold, gold medal, gold Katie. Medal. Okay, uh, I'm giving it to Ariana Richards, the little girl who played Lex, the female girl character who I loved the way she acted, and she was almost exactly my same age when she did this film. Wow, and that jello yeah, was work. excellent. That jello work, that jello work, and uh, I liked how she balanced like being. In danger, but not completely worthless. Well, she like, gets her glory moment when she's like, oh, we need a computer hacker. And she's like, guess what? I am a computer hacker. And then she gets, she locks the doors. She the gets the phones going. And, yeah. and she was the only reasonable one up in the tree when he was calling in the big dinosaurs after their near-death experience. She was like, she maybe was not adult. right now. She's like, yeah, maybe not right now. She was and- the adult figure. This is what happens with dinosaur kids and dinosaur men. Uh, how who'd you give your gold medal to, Brent? Uh, Dernsey gets my gold. Dernsey. Um, not a not usually. She was very good. She kept me. This movie. Uh, this is a take. Uh, this movie is not about evolution of dinosaurs. This movie is about the evolution of a bachelor to a husband. Mm, I she oversaw it like a uh, ringmaster. She had her pulse. She knew what she was doing. Switching cars. Mm-hmm. Send him with the kids. Yeah. She had baby fever the whole time. And she knew that oh the God. only way that's, hey, tell me where I'm wrong and I'll back off. She Just put him with the kids. Just because she likes seeing a man be nice to children doesn't mean she wants to be impregnated, mm-hmm. Mr. Men's Rights Activist. Did she have, just answer the questions, yes or no. Did she have baby <laughs> fever in your opinion? <laughs> no. She literally, her <laughs> eyes lit up and she, her whole body, she just got chased around on an island by dinosaurs for like two days. She saw the kid in the helicopter. Here's what I do agree with. Lauren Dern is an amazing, amazing actress and yeah. made you feel something. She, no, she made you, she, she tricked you. I saw the truth. She tricked you. It's about the evolution of a bachelor to a husband. Baby fever. She knew what she was doing. She did great. Dernsey. The shorts weren't too short, which I like. Good job with the limp. <laughs> yeah, she was wearing some uh, uh, roomy shorts. Yeah. yeah. Well, she, that's not her fault. She couldn't fill it up. No, no. I, I'm saying like that's. that's yeah, it sounds like you're saying you wanted some more cakes. No, in, no. In I'm those, saying the opposite that. is that if you're going to be like wearing the hiking boot short combo and getting down in dinosaur poop, like, yeah, you want a roomy short so that you don't have to. So you can stretch and move and be active. It's accurate. Wow. Well, the listeners it's, can take what they think from your It's an amazing outfit. I completely agree. It's it's very like you could wear this today and someone would be like, You're you're into the nineties cool clothes. Oh yeah. Because you like baggy shit. Meanwhile, it's just comfortable. I give my gold medal to Jeff Goldblum, of course. This is an iconic performance. Uh this is everyone when they think about Jeff Goldblum is thinking about him sideways shirt unbuttoned down to the depths of hell mm. <laughs> the depths of hell. <laughs> Yum. 
He's, oh, okay. uh, and life finds a way, you know? That's all I'm saying is so does Jeff Goldblum, gold medal for Goldie. Now, I enjoyed him in Independence Day. That's more his, his iconic role for me. Yeah, because you've never seen this movie before. True. But now that you have, True. you're going to be thinking about that black shirt or lack of it. Very sexy. <laughs> the depths of hell. I was not into that at that age, but I am but now? very much into it yeah. now. Now? <laughs> yeah. So you're saying, okay. Yeah. All right. Don't kid yourself. No, for sure. It's a very, it's very odd. To, well, uh, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll go with that. Do you guys want to give this movie a rating? Sure. Uh, the script for this movie, based on the novel by Michael Crichton. Uh, what do you guys give the script for this movie? Um, I'm going to hop out right and say the book was a 10 and the movie was a 10. Mr. DNA summed up what a whole bunch of chapters in the book had to take. I liked that. I liked everything about it. Chaos Theory, Sam Neill, Dinosaurs Sick, Poop, West Nile Leaves, loved it all. I agree. Second, I second the 10. Will that pull out the Cerberus? Because that's a triple 10. Hydra. Hydra. This is a fantastic script. One of the most original movies ever thought of. Nobody ever made a movie like this. It's crazy. Dinosaurs with frog DNA and uh, a bachelor turning to a a father. (laughs) Yep. And velociraptors open the door. The start of the movie, his babies were those bones. At the end of the movie... Those babies were those kids. I would like to see an alternative version exactly the same, except Laura Dern ends up with Jeff Goldblum. I would not like to see that. And then they make out. There's more of nah. an erotic part. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a, movie. yeah. It's like the first 20 minutes and then it changes really dramatically. <laughs> the art direction for this movie, the sets, the props, the costumes. What did we think about the art direction for this movie? Did you guys see the dinosaurs i saw everyone uh, yeah that was a big part of the movie and it was in the 90s this yeah. is not made today this is old old science yeah, yeah you're right and it's gotta get 10 because a lot, i literally wrote down in a book brachiosaurus is beautiful <laughs> yeah you wrote that you wrote that down it's and, like third and recorded it for posterity okay put it out forever on the internet yeah, it's obviously a 10. It's one of the best looking movies ever. Every single element of this movie looks incredible. It's a 10. And the lighting was good. Nothing was too dark. I don't like it when movies are too dark. What are you going to give it? Oh, I'm giving it a 10. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. But I had to check. I had to check. Yes. Uh, the music for this movie. Uh, this is a hard category. Well, not for me. This is easy. This is Johnny Wills. Johnny Williams, the greatest <laughs> film composer to ever live. At, at the height of his powers, uh, the scary parts, so scary. When she's running away from that velociraptor towards the shed. Oh, my goodness. It's all over the place. We have themes. We've got motifs. It's a 10. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you said that because when I was watching it with Nick, the, the main theme came on, which basically all of the score is so like well-known and very good. And I was like, this is a fucking banger. And I was like, Nick was like, um, I don't think so. Well, I'm sorry, Nick, but you're fucking wrong because it absolutely is a fucking banger. Okay, since you think it's a banger too, I'm going to get a bit of 10 as well. Um, I would like to say Nick is 100% right. It's not a banger. It is a good song. Not a banger. I have to give it a nine because there are no bangers. No bangers. I no knew you were going to do it. I knew going to do it. everybody wanted a perfect score. I respect it. I have, I got to live by, I have principles. I got to live by yeah. them. Man's got to have a code. Set this bar out very early on in the show. Got to have a banger to get a 10. Did you know that John Williams is still alive and he's 91 years old and his birthday is one day after mine? Legend. Absolute. <laughs> This man, nobody's done more for the French horn than John Williams. There you go. Legend. <laughs> French horn would be fucking extinct. Oh my God, he's done so many classic movies. Schindler's List, Indiana Jones, Jaws, Star Wars, Home Alone. Oh my he's God. He's the best, e. the best to ever do it. Close Encounters. 
Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Fiddler on the Roof. I was going to say, guess what else he did, Kate? <laughs> guess what else he did? <laughs> Hitler. Oh from Jaws to Harry Potter to Fiddler on the Roof. He could do wow. it all. The man could do it That's all. Also, uh, This is a 1993 American science fiction action film. As an American science fiction action film, what would you rate this movie? I struggle with this, the science fiction part of it. I do too. You're te- do oh, too. you don't think that splicing a frog DNA into a mosquito blood that has dinosaur juice in it and the making dinosaurs is science fiction enough for you? Oh, it's, no, I think it's reality. It's like a documentary. It could happen. <laughs> so it's not science fiction. I, I, when Don't I think science dare. fiction, I think of Independence Day, stuff like that. Like we have alien. Extraterrestrial. Like, out in the space. Science fiction. That's what I'm thinking of. Like paranormal stuff. They used science to bring dinosaurs back to life. And you're out here like, man, I've seen better science. I would say, yeah, if it was the category was science nonfiction, <laughs> because this is all possible. That could happen. What are you giving it? Uh, I can't give it a 10 because it's science nonfiction. Nine. I'm going to give it a nine, too. I was thinking mm. about it anyway. Uh, you're both. have lost your minds. Uh, I've never been more furious as a 10. I, and I agree with Brent's rationale and i that's why i'm also giving it a nine that makes sense right because it's almost nonfiction. yeah because it's very we all don't know the molecules we don't know the ins and outs of genetics but we do know that a mosquito could bite a frog and that or a dinosaur and that mosquito could get trapped in amber from a tree and then we have small enough needles where we yep. can get inside Needle the mosquito. technology has advanced enough, especially me, since 93. Yeah. We draw that DNA out. Yeah. And then we just put, we'll keep it warm. I don't know the, the ins and outs of it. We're going to be cloned through mosquitoes in the future by aliens. Ooh. I, I, I have at yeah, it. Sorry, I don't boys. Care. Wish we had done, wish we were better. <laughs> I, I'm dead. I'm dead. Do you know what Brent should live on? Yeah, I, if if there if aliens are waiting for my uh, permission, go ahead and use my mosquito DNA to make. A new I am fine. a blank canvas. These takes <laughs> need to live on with somebody. Uh, and now it's a new month, and we're actually we discussed it last week, and we're going to introduce a new category for rating that uh, that'll work a little bit better for us because we kind of have two categories that were the same. And so the new category is, would you recommend this movie to somebody out of a scale of one to 10? How much would you recommend this movie? And I think the way to think about this is to somebody who like would enjoy a movie of this genre. So if it was Mm -hmm. a horror movie and you know, someone who likes horror movies, would you recommend it kind of thing? If you knew someone who liked that's science fiction action. How how much would you recommend this movie? Oh, you don't want me to take yeah, the score. Yeah, I shouldn't have said uh, it. I regret no, it. No, you shouldn't have. <laughs> I would give this. Uh, this was a very enjoyable movie to watch. It had all the good things. It's a 10 to a 10 for sure. You have to watch this film. This is one of those movies that like when if you catch it on TV, you have to watch it. It's so easy to watch. Yes, absolutely a 10. Clearly a 10. One of the best movies ever made. Easily. Easily one of the best movies ever made. It's a triumph. (laughs) It's a triumph. This movie gets a 48.9. Very high. Very high score. Uh, And I'm not mad about it, even though to me it's a perfect movie. There are no bangers, according to Brent, and I accept my fate. It's better than The Exorcist, but didn't do as well as No Country for Old Men. That sounds fair to me. Now I guess it's time to pick a movie for next week. Brinty, Brinty Pool. <laughs> I, I, okay, I, I had multiple, and I kept coming back to this one. I had to go with my heart. Probably gonna be mad at me, but we are watching and talking about next week, The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games. The original, the OG, Jennifer Lawrence, got her start. The guy that played PETA, the shitbag that pissed off Miley Cyrus. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth Banks. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody. Takes place in this uh, utopian did you guys world. Read it? 
Ki- oh, I've read it. Kids dying. This is what I. This is kids dying. Um, I'm to. This is my type Poverty. of story. Yeah, totalitarianism. Let's not spoil yeah, it. Hey, save that good content for next week, Kate. But we are <laughs> going to have. Uh, I don't know what I was going to say. Yeah, when we're done, we're going to be hungry. Something like that. We're going to be the tributes. Yeah, I volunteered. There's going to be a lot of us yelling lines in the movie. Have you guys seen the movie? I saw it once. Yeah, for sure. This is going to be a good episode. It's going to be funny. It's going to (laughs) be thought-provoking. It's going to be intelligent. It's got Woody Harrelson in it. It's going to have it all. Well, that's going to be great. The only thing left to do is say goodnight, Kate. I volunteer as tribute. I volunteer as tribute to say goodnight to Kate. Good work. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We're such fucking dumbasses. It's your first year, Prim. They're not going to pick you. Primrose Everdeen. I volunteer. I volunteer as tribute. We have a volunteer. If you were away from it, no, and they that were keep like, you up. they were fenced off, like a rooster you. times 150. I would say, I don't know, Brent, they don't look like big birds to me. <gasps> oh, what a way to end it!